Trans pride war with parents, puberty, and psychology next on One Nation. Hello, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Jacobs. As many of you know, I have been told by a lot of leftists lately to live and let live, especially when it comes to this whole alphabet pride people stuff going on in the month of June. But I got to tell you something, when it comes to the trans activists that I call trans radicals, those who love Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals, which the very first radical, according to Hillary Clinton's mentor, Saul Alinsky, was Lucifer. So when it comes to these trans activists, I call them trans radicals. And I can't and I won't live and let live because the trans radicals are not living and let live. They are doubling down on their militant agenda to transform normalcy, humanity, biology, and psychology into their bizarre world of unreality. Now, some people say to me, hey, Jake, why do you call the pride folk the alphabet people? Well, I got to tell you something. It's, it's bizarre in this day and age. You know, the BBC says there's over 100 plus different genders, right? Well, let's take a listen to the prime minister of Canada, the woke prime minister, how he tries to actually uh, spell out the LGBTQ alphabet people. Here goes. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBG, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids' rights <laughs> to not have to undergo conversion therapy. <laughs> I have to admit, this is funny. This is almost as good as listening to Joe Biden speak. Uh, and by the way, you know, this, this Justin Trudeau, he's about as woke as they get. He was one of these World Economic Forum young generational leaders. And, and this guy is very, has done serious damage to Canada in so many ways. But I'm laughing about his inability to pronounce the LGBT people or the alphabet people properly. But this is a comedy that's a trans tragedy. And it's not funny. It's, it's despicable. It's deplorable. It's actually horrible. It's holocaustistic almost. That T, that T within the alphabet people, it even has people within the LGB community very concerned about their radical agenda. They're going after parents who won't kowtow, who won't bow to their butchery, their demands, and their dictates. Look at what this uh, Republican from the state of uh, California has said recently. You know, they had the Assembly Bill 957, and it, now it went into the Senate, and the Senate committee passed it, 8 to 1. Now it's going to go through a whole Senate hearing, and it might get in the desk of the leftist woke governor, uh, Gavin Newsom. And that Republican senator by the name of Wilk, Scott Wilk, says, parents in California, get out of Dodge, flee California, have a mass exodus, get away, because if you don't affirm, according to this legislation that's going through California right now, if you don't affirm your child's transgender from a he to a she or a she to a he, or if you're gender fluid, you're, you're a, a boy on Monday and you're a girl on Wednesday and you don't know what you are on Friday, if you don't affirm that insanity, then they will fine you and eventually they could eventually put you in jail. 
I'm not making this stuff up. It sounds like something out of the Soviet Union or Nazi Germany. Now, there's a mother by the name of Erin Friday who had to deal with her own daughter's world of, of gender dysphoria. And she, this took her, she became very active in this world of, of the alphabet people. And she started to study it. She started to study curricula. She started to study this legislation in California. And she now is standing up and speaking out. She's a hero of mine. Her name is Erin Friday. Listen to what she says about this assembly bill. Here goes. I am Erin Friday, lead of our duty, an attorney and a mother of a girl who used to believe that she was a boy. AB 957 is the first bill in the nation to codify into law that a parent who does not affirm the gender identity of the child is abusive. There is no nuance in this bill. It matters not the age of the child, the absurdity of the identity, adopted comorbid mental health issues or persistence. Family court judges will be compelled to favor the child who will affirm the ch child's delusion. Parents can easily game the system and use gender as retaliation against each other. What happens when one parent will socially affirm the child but will not agree to medicalize? Does the parent willing to do more transitioning prevail? AB 957 unambiguously states that the health, safety, and welfare of the child includes a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity. If it passes, it will be child abuse if one does not affirm a child's gender identity. This Erin Friday, I got to tell you something. She is a hero of mine. She is being bold. She is taking action. She is standing up before the powers before her, before the powers in California that are going to want to accuse, that are accusing parents who don't affirm their child's gender dysphoria as uh, child abuse. And now it's not just an opinion by a bunch of kiddies at the University of uh, Berkeley or Santa Barbara. This is becoming California law, and if it passes the Senate, it will be signed by Governor Gavin Newsom. So she gives me hope. We see across America more and more parents and citizens that are getting involved. A lot of things that were happening in Europe actually has helped American parents see that there is a way that we can stop the travesty that's been going on in these clinics, these gender identity clinics. One such case is in, uh, was the Tavistock Clinic in London, England. Literally, hundreds of families could sue transgender clinic Tavistock for medical negligence. This is happening in the last couple of years and they hundreds and hundreds if not up to a thousand parents are willing to say to the, Stav the Tavistock Clinic what you have done is unconscionable. It's monstrous. It is child abuse. We look at what the London Times says about the Tavistock case. They equated to a scandal on par with East German doping of athletes. I actually think that is, uh, um, isn't harsh enough, isn't strong enough. The fact of the matter, what the Tavistock case did, is it took young kids, thousands and thousands of young kids between the ages of 10 and 17, and they put them on puber puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, double mastectomies, uh, neo-vaginas and neo-penises and, you know, this butchering of the, human, of, of, the, of, of, of the boy's body or the girl's body. And in essence, they were pushing this on these young kids and they've been exposed. It even has gotten to the point where up in Scotland, Glasgow, Scotland, the Sandyford Clinic 
is actually having parents. The Sandyford Clinic is having, look at what it says here, Sandyford Clinic facing mounting legal action from former patients rushed into sex change treatments. The key word there is rushed. These kids immediately, they might, they might one day say to their mother or father or to a teacher, usually it's a teacher, right? And then the teacher or a social worker, they go, I, I, I'm a boy and I'm feeling like maybe I'm a girl. And they're getting this a lot of cases through uh, social contagion, social media. It's happening more now with, with girls than it is with boys. In fact, it's a, it's a phenomenon within social contagion for girls like never before because the girls are hanging around with each other and they're getting this on social media. It's being reinforced by their teachers in social media and by fellow girls who are, tra who are then transing into boys. And so you're seeing more and more parents in England and around the world become, becoming awakened to this woke insanity of the alphabet people. One classic case is a case that went to the highest court in England called Bell v. Tavistock. Kira Bell was a girl who for a while thought she was a boy, and at an early age, she actually had puberty blockers, cross-hormone therapy, and then eventually a double mastectomy. And I want you to hear Kira Bell, hear her talk about this case, and listen carefully to how she describes the Tavistock Center. Here goes. Lives are changed at the Tavistock Center, and what happens here has long drawn attention. Questions about how and whether children should be able to reassign their gender. Children like Kira Bell, who never imagined her story, would lead her here. I'm delighted at the judgment of the court today. It was a judgment that will protect vulnerable people. I wish it had been made for me before I embarked on the devastating experiment of puberty blockers. My life would be very different today. Kira was 16 when she went to the Tavistock Centre. She started receiving hormone blockers and later surgery to become Quincy. She regretted the decision and today, in a landmark ruling, a judge said her case had shown it's doubtful 14 and 15-year-olds could understand long-term risks of treatment and highly unlikely children under 13 can give competent consent. I was extremely upset and, um, you know, just realising how traumatic the experience was and um, how deceitful I feel that the clinicians were during my care. Did you, did you hear what Kira said? How deceitful, how deceitful those psychiatrists, those doctors at the Tavistock Center were to her. And she realized it and she spoke out, her parents spoke out, and it went all the way to the highest courts in England. And they are stopping this in England. It's happening in Sweden, in Norway, in Finland, in France. And they're saying at least when it comes to kids, you can't allow this to happen. Even the new, look, but, but look what the New York Post had to say. Even progressive Europe won't go as far as, as America in child's transgender treatments. For the rest of the story, I'll be back in a minute. Now, I got to tell you something, my fellow Americans, those of you who are concerned about the direction of what's happening in our nation with wokeism. Just recently, there was a documentary that came out called No Way Back. 
the reality of gender-affirming care. No way back. The reality of gender-affirming care. I highly, highly recommend it, by the way. But the AMC movie theater uh, conglomerate in the United States of America, they've decided to cancel it. So AMC Theater cancels detransitioner film following trans groups deplatforming campaign. You see, these radicals, these activists, they're involved, they're engaged. And there's not hundreds of thousands of them. There are dozens and hundreds of them that are speaking out and they're making a difference. And this AMC, right away, they kowtow and they bow and they says, we're not showing it. Why? Because in the film, they're showing doctors and psychiatrists and detransitioners, those who realize they made a major mistake and want to go back to what they, they truly are and truly were and are, and they say, no, we don't want America. You see, that's why the trans radicals, the last thing they want is information, is, is, is documentaries, great documentaries that are exposing what's happening in this country to these kids. They are the source of child abuse. And they very cleverly in, in Stalinistic, Hitlerian style invert and pervert the reality and say, we are the child abusers. We are the phobic this. We are the fascists. When in reality, it is the trans radicals that are at the root of this problem in the country. They are the source of child abuse. Let's listen just to a little clip uh, from No Way Back from these psychiatrists and these doctors who recognize something is rotten in Denmark. Here goes. I became alarmed back in 2019 after I realized I was seeing more kids with gender dysphoria and every single one I referred to the gender clinic was being transitioned. So it's often said that puberty blockers are um, reversible, but uh, the majority of children who are started on puberty blockers, over 95% go on to take cross-sex hormones. Puberty blockers cannot be considered a standalone intervention. If it worked, I'd be very open to it. It's like putting diesel in the petrol tank. There was a study looking at the Swedish population of those who had transitioned that found that those who had transitioned had suicide rates 19 times higher than population-matched controls. Puberty blockers followed by cross-sex hormones. The fact they're being offered outside of clinical trials, despite the fact there's so much unknown about long-term risk, is a scandal in and of itself. Did you hear that? A scandal in and of itself. There haven't been long-term studies. They have rushed immediately to push these puberty blockers, these cross-sect hormones, having all these surgeries, the problems they're having with, with bone density and, and all kinds of psychological, this is an exasperation of the dysphoria they're within. It's not a coincidence that Big Farm, if you study the background of Big Farm and some of these trans-radical activists, this billionaire trans-radical out of Chicago, where they're pumping in literally millions and billions of dollars into the industry for the drugs because these, these individuals are on this stuff for the rest of their life, plus the amount of money they make doing, doing the surgery. So here's the point. The trans radicals, they're not backing down. They're not living and let live. They're starting younger and younger, and they're becoming bolder and bolder and louder and louder. So at University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, what's happening? This month, they're having a special camp for high schoolers. But you know what they're having next month? They're having special transgender alphabet people pride camps for middle schoolers. 
And it's even worse than that. They've got one of the Minnesota educators uh, for the uh, LGBT. How do, what's, the, what's the headline here? Minnesota's new LGBT education specialist thinks that teachers should explain non-binary identities to preschoolers. They're going louder and louder, bolder and bolder, younger and younger. So I got to tell you, we have a, there's an individual by the name of Chloe, Chloe Cole. Chloe Cole is an American girl, brilliant girl, who for a while thought she wanted to become a boy. And she spoke out about this actually at the White House, in front of the White House. She's incredibly bright, articulate, and bold to stand up and say to the Biden administration and say to the trans radicals, what you're doing is a lie, is wrong. Listen to Chloe. Over the past decade, there has been as high as a 4,000% increase in children being referred to so-called gender clinics across the United States. I was one of these children. My name is Chloe Cole, and I am an 18-year-old former transgender child. I transitioned from the age of 12 up until 16 when I realized it all was a lie. My story is a cautionary tale. Children and parents across the country have been caught off guard by gender ideology. Discussions about gender, transgenderism and gender identity went from being a relatively benign social oddity to a doctrine as invaded nearly every academic medical and educational institution seemingly overnight. How did we get to this point? How did we get to the point where nearly every pediatric institution in the country considers it best practice to remove the healthy breast tissue of children while administering drugs typically used to chemically castrate high-risk sex offenders? Raising these important questions is not bigoted and the refusal of activists to give straightforward answers should be seen as a major red flag. People across the entire political spectrum who believe that this practice is morally wrong have been told that they are fascists or bigots for even questioning this atrocity. Others have been convinced by self-proclaimed gender specialists that this is the only treatment that will not end in your child committing suicide. I believe Americans deserve to know the truth about this radical and perverse ideology marketed as necessary. Did you hear her say radical? That's why I call the activists trans radicals who loved Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. He who he said the very first radical was Lucifer. What's behind this is satanic. This is spiritual warfare. Did you hear her use the words like doctrine, dogma, and then they call people like her or like me and like you, they call us fascists and bigots. It's an inversion and perversion of truth and reality. But now these trans radicals, they're going after doctors who dare to speak out, psychologists, psychiatrists, and therapists who dare to challenge their madness. Look at this headline here when it comes to chilling effects. States are cracking down on therapists who don't affirm kids' trans identities. That's the key word, affirm. If they say, I am a boy and I believe I'm a girl, you must go, oh, okay, I agree, I concur. Let's see what we can do to help you out. Or vice versa, if you're a girl who says you're a boy, oh, okay. I mean, can you imagine, I want you to stop and think this, imagine being a parent where your son comes to you and says, I'm going to go on puberty blockers. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have my penis mutilated and taken off. I'm going to have a, a, a vagina created. I mean, this, this stuff, what parents are going through is psychological trauma. 
across the United States of America. That's why they were suing these clinics over in Europe, over in England, in Scotland, because they are mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore. Look at this. We got another picture, a growing number of psychologists who are speaking out. Here's the point. If you're a psychologist and you recognize what's happening is madness, they get attacked, they get maligned, they get labeled as a fascist, a bigot, a Nazi by the trans radicals. And in some cases, they try to take their license. Now, there's another, there's another uh, uh, hero of mine, brave woman by the name of Dr. Miriam Grossman. Dr. Miriam Grossman. She's written the book that's soon to come out called Lost in Transnation, A Child Psychiatrist's Guide Out of the Madness. Listen to what she has to say about what's been happening in the world of psychiatry, psychology, when it comes to transgenderism. Here goes. Parents need to understand that when President Biden and Dr. Rachel Levine stand up in front of microphones and tell parents that if you have a gender-confused child, the most important thing you can do for them is to get them gender-affirming care. Parents need to know that there is no consensus about that. They will represent it as if it's a done deal, as if the science is settled. The science is very far from settled. These kids are just living scientific experiments at this point. It is an experiment, and it is a, a very dangerous experiment. It often leads to lifelong, irreversible body alterations. It's very, very disturbing that both the mental health and the medical world, the professional associations, are not allowing open discussion and open debate. Did you hear that? Are not allowing open discussion and open debate. Does that sound familiar? When the China virus hit and we had the vaccines pushed upon Americans, where the federal government came along and said, we're, you're going to lose this job if you don't take the vaccine. And now more studies are being done showing that people have been harmed seriously by the vaccine. And when Senator Ron Johnson comes out and has alternative viewpoints, alternative opinions from various doctors, and, and clinical experts, he was canceled, he was attacked. When Rand Paul did the same thing, he was canceled, he was attacked. The same thing is happening in the world of the trans radicals who are trying to attack and destroy psychologists, psychiatrists, parents. These people who will destroy our children. You know, this, this clip was from a, a documentary that I just saw, I watched it two times. It's called Gender Transformation out of Epic Times. It's an epic original documentary. I can't stress, stress it enough. It is, it'll blow you away. It'll wrench your heart. Gender transformation, the untold realities. What parents are going through, what these kids are going through, this must be exposed for what it truly is. People, it's so important for us to understand something here. The pain of the parents, the pain of the child, you know, cross-sex hormones, puberty blockers, bone density problems, heart attacks, blood clots, strokes, sexual dysfunction, infertility, brain development, cognitive problems, bottom surgeries, castrations, what they call neo-vaginas and neo-penises. They're really fake vaginas and fake penises with complications galore. And then they're, they're lifers when it comes to staying on the drugs that Big Farm absolutely loves. This is not 
not science and biology. This is man-made social engineering, a dystopian brave new world by Dr. Frankensteins and Mengele's and the trans radicals. The trans radicals, they're doubling down with their militant agenda to transform normalcy and humanity into their bizarre world of unreality. They are war with parents, puberty, and psychology, and we must speak out against this tyrannical child abuse before they do more harm to our children and to the soul of America. So my fellow Americans, until we meet again, may God bless you. Godspeed, and may you be given the strength by God Almighty to fight the battles before us. Shalom.